Hi and welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Sukhpavia. Hi folks and welcome to episode 20 of The Three Good Podcast. And in this weekend's episode, I'm going to be talking about appreciation. Before I get there, just want to, as, my, as is my want, I normally do a, just a small, short bit of reflection on just kind of how things are, where I'm at with stuff. So over the last week or so, I surprisingly got up to, I hit the thousand download mark for the podcast. So uh, uh, in the essence and spirit of appreciation as to what this episode is about, I want to appreciate everyone who listens, everyone who takes the time to download and chooses to make my podcast part of their regular podcast listening. I I absolutely value that. It's very validating to know that there's people out there who want to listen to what I have to say because they're actively downloading it. I find it quite similar to blogging in that respect in that every time I write and publish a blog and people choose to read it and then comment back and let me know what they thought of it, it's also a very validating experience because then it helps me to know that what I write has value. So in the same way, uh, when I publish a podcast and people choose to download it, that's all of you beautiful people out there, I value your time, your um, patience and your... uh, your energy that you put into this actually because without you lot doing that I wouldn't be getting very far with this podcast really um, and just another, another couple of thoughts around that and I tweeted about this most recently as well is I know for me using social media in a variety of ways isn't because I'm trying to build a platform to sell my services because primarily I don't have services to sell um, I mean, having said that, I do have a running website for consultancy-based work. But that's not the main focus as to what I'm about. It's more that I'm often experimenting with the platforms to just understand for myself, how can we use these? What can they enable for us? What does that mean for who we are as an individual in this modern age? And it's interesting and it's fascinating I didn't really know if I was going to ever go down the podcast route. I kind of knew about them for several years. And then, in truth, it was because of the Good Practice podcast that I got into it. That Phil Wilcox launched his Emotion at Work podcast. That really inspired me. And a few others tried along the way as well. And um, it's been quite, quite interesting amongst all of that to just kind of figure this stuff out for myself as well. I still don't invest in it as much as some do in that I don't try and do a huge amount of technical stuff to improve it. Mostly I just record it on my phone. Sometimes I'll use a headset at my computer, but because this is a kind of an, um, because it's not a focused affair for me in that it's not something which I want to have, you know, thousands of listeners and what have you, the production quality is... It'll do. 
and for this and for what I'm trying to do with the podcast, that's enough. And at some point, I don't know when that'll be, but maybe the podcast stops. Maybe I'll stop publishing podcast episodes because I've got other things that have attracted my attention. And that happens, right, with social media as well. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to, to make note of that. The other thing I just wanted to also make note of is we're in the uh, we're in the run up to Christmas now, which I I always have kind of a duality of thoughts about. Um, just more because you have the marketing starting, the PR starting around Christmas and what have you, and it just becomes a bit more obvious because the supermarket shelves start to get stocked with all their stuff as well, and. It creates a fair bit of hype, and it's clearly commoditized the whole thing about what Christmas is meant to be. And I guess one of the things about Christmas is, certainly how I perceive it, anyway, is that it is meant to be about appreciation of the of you know of of our loved ones, uh, of our friends, of those in in need in community, and we can help everyone in so many different ways. Um. But the the way that it gets marketed and the way that it gets hyped up, it become you know it becomes so focused on whether or not you have the quality gift, whether or not you have the whether or not you spent the right amount of money, whether or not you've got all of the lavish uh, lashings of uh, food and or. You know, if you've got the hundreds of people around you for a family meal or whatever. And, you know, for some people out there, that's just not going to be... And none of that is going to be their reality. There's a fair, fair number of people. And by a fair number, I mean, you know, we're talking people who are living in food poverty. Um, you know, people who are living in fuel poverty. They're not going to be able to spend that much money on having a, a, a fantastic spread. Or having the best gifts for the uh, the people that might be around them, it's it, it, so it can be a tough time for people as well. And you know the old saying is you know it's the thought that counts. And and I often wonder how much part appreciation plays a part in that thought. You know, um, I, I I think back to some of the gifts that I've given and that I've received and some of them some of the ones that I have treasured the most are the ones where it is it's personal to me you know it's not just a kind of a yeah I'm a I'm a real gadget kind of person you know I like my tech I like my electronics you know when when I've had gifts like um a games console or you know um a, a DVD box set or something you know, I, I've absolutely I've valued those, right? They've been really nice gifts. But um, when I think of the ones that I treasure more, it's the ones where it's personalised to me and it expresses the person's appreciation of me as an individual. And that's the stuff which which has value. And, and we know this. You know, we know this in in many spheres of our life that when. When we take the time to actually genuinely let the other person know in our life, and not just the our significant partner, but pretty much most people we meet, it's it's the connection. 
and it's the connection we cultivate because of the appreciation we're expressing. Just recently, when I gave a talk on positive psychology and how we can help think about it for our well-being, one of the first things I asked the group to do was to consider um, when was the last time that they made a connection with somebody. And when I say make a connection, all I mean is something as simple as saying to someone, hi, how are you? And I have a couple of friends who do this, and I love it how they do this. And I'm going to call out Phil Wilcox, and I'm going to call out one of my friends, he's a good friend of mine, Sachin. And when these two gents, that when, they, when they're out and about, and they are in restaurants, or we go to a pub, or we go to a bar or something, or, you know, just... I don't know, even if we go into the kind of ice cream van or something. One of the things they do marvellously is they just get chatting to the people who are serving them. And what I love about that and what I appreciate about that is that it creates a proper connection. It goes beyond the transactional, hi, can I have an ice cream? Or here's my order for the meal that I want to buy. And it creates more of an experience level stuff not just from the person who's doing the selling, but also from us as the people who are consuming. And what, what I love about that is that, it, is that it is completely within our power to do it. And one of the things against consumerism is that it very firmly establishes that there is a transactional relationship between you, the consumer, and the person doing the selling. And... That's a really tough place to come from if you're trying to create a human connection. Because a human connection is a two-way party, right? It's not just dependent on the seller or the vendor to ensure that they're trying their best to welcome you and make you feel great for coming into their establishment or you know, taking part in their services or whatever it is. It is just as much about you as an individual wanting to do that and helping the other person know that, yes, you, know, you you genuinely want to be there. You want to have a great time. And you can help each other to do that. And again, you know, some of, some of the um, more memorable experiences of when I've had a really good time at a restaurant or something, or if I've been at a, um, I don't know, something like uh, if I've stayed in a hotel, for example, or, you know, you... Uh, you go into a store to buy something like curries or somewhere else. It's it's just as much about how much I've genuinely had a a, a good chat with a person, and not just about um, you know the mechanics of what we're there for, but also just about kind of you know, easy life stuff that just helps both parties know you're here to have a good time. We can help each other to do that. It can be a really great experience. And and so so I, I think there's there's more to think about when we consider appreciation doesn't just have to happen on a basis with your loved one. It is also very possible with a, a wider, wider, much broader group of people. And over the years, what I've realised is that in myself, if I want to continue to grow and if I want to continue to be resilient as an individual. Part of that means I need to pay much more attention to the people around me, how they're supporting me, and letting them know that I value that in lots of ways. 
so i've take I, I i take the time to do that these days you know it's uh one of the things that i genuinely accept is that the people who are in my life who are important in my life it's because they're giving me their time and their energy to be part of my life they're accepting in my life they accept me as an individual and i'm allowed to get on and talk with them in ways which helps me to be the best version of myself so why wouldn't i want to let them know you know why wouldn't i want to be able to take that time and say thank you for doing that thank you for being that person in my life or those persons in my life because when you when they when i have those people in my life is not is when i know that i can i can rely on them to be um be my support network and i'm not just talking about friendships you know i've realized over the last several years that having someone who is uh who offers me um a lot of support and um counseling and this is my guest last week joe wainwright i value that so much because i have the space and time with joe that she offers me that freedom uh to be able to invest in my own thinking and that's a really odd way to be able to phrase that because that's not necessarily what it's about but that's what it is is that i she gives me the permission to be able to just explore where i'm at explore what i'm thinking and allow myself to work my work my shit out you know and not just her but other people in my life allow me to explore so many other aspects of what i do you know in the professional space i have a really good network of professionals that i know some of them become really good friends and we can really hash things out really thrash things out in the professional space of you know different models and different theories or different approaches that people are taking within the profession and how we try and move things forward and i value their time and energy because they're fully invested in having those conversations but it creates a bond between us which is pretty awesome yeah so i'm i'm really appreciative of those kind of people and it's because that helps me to be better at the work i do because i'm not just going into work and doing the work i'm also actively having a discussion about my profession which i also appreciate doing you know is my my the profession i've taken learning and development is 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 the one that i've chosen to become really uh focused on and clearly right that's what i've been doing for the last i don't know where are we now 2018 so this this will be my 15th year of having done this work in in a month's time it'll be six yeah it'll be 15 years proper and you know people often say you know you have lots of different careers in your life and at this stage i'm kind of wondering if that will truly happen for me and if it doesn't i'm okay with that because this line of work is very fulfilling for me i really enjoy it and there's there's so much to do for and with organizations and inside organizations to enable learning and development to happen in so many ways that it's it's genuinely a, a whole field of work which if if i keep doing this until you know until the future whenever that decides to stop i'm good with that you know it's it's not a work it's not a line of work which i feel is a chore in any way 
you know, sure, some days at work can be a chore because there's things that you have to get done. But that doesn't mean overall that I feel that I'm in the wrong place. And so there's there's quite a bit of appreciation I have there for that chosen profession that I've gone down and with the the way I've been able to invest in it, the way I've been able to develop my skills, my network, that takes time, you know, and I've wanted to purposefully grow that because I recognize that most times when I've had the role, I'm a, I'm in a solo role and I don't necessarily have the people around me to be able to discuss things as fully as I need and want to. Um, and not just that, but also really explore what is possible. And so the, the group of people that I've connected to, you know, mostly through Twitter and LinkedIn, have been pretty awesome in my life, in my professional life, and in my personal life as well. You know, some of those people have gone on to become, you know, some really, really good friends over the last couple of years. And uh, I've been able to rely on them in some uh, really uh, supportive ways, which I would never have thought was possible. So I want to... Uh, kind of come back to some of the stuff that we know about appreciation and why it's so important and why why I think it matters so much. And, you know, if we think of it f- uh, from a relationship perspective, what we know about appreciation is that it's, it's one of the fundamental things that you have to have remain current in a relationship where it, you, you need to have a regular pattern of appreciation with your partner. And... It is uh, the the very act of appreciating somebody else that cultivates the love that you have for one another, the heart that you see in the other person, the joy that you feel with them. You know, I I, I remember um, in some writing I did around appreciation, and I, I started to go down a line of thinking where I think that appreciation is a, a form of vulnerability. And the reason I say that is because when you are letting someone know what you appreciate about them, you're opening yourself up to that person in a way that helps them to know what brings you joy and what brings you value and what has meaning for you about that person. That's really personal. You know, that's, and that's proper uh, deep stuff for an individual to be able to share with another person. It's so important that when we express it, we want to hear back from the other person some form of recognition or validation about that experience. And that's really important for me in, um, in when we're talking about appreciation, is that I think if we can accept that by letting others know, our partners, our significant others, that it's not just that they have value in our lives, but why they have value in our lives and why we love them and you know not just that we love them but why we love them and that they bring us joy but not just that they bring us joy but why they bring us joy that whole set of thinking that whole set of expression and articulation that's the stuff that creates the connections create and cultivates that ongoing love and ongoing strength of a relationship is because we, we, we're confident enough and we have the strength to be able to express that to our partners. That's such a personal and um, 
profound way to be able to share an experience with our partners, which is beyond the physical, which is beyond the intimate, um, you know, it's beyond the financial, it's about the genuine human connection. And I think that's the other piece then, that uh, appreciation in a um, in a relationship with your, uh, when, when you're with, in a relationship and when you have a significant partner, is is that human connection that you have with another individual. You know, people say it's about finding, uh, you know, sometimes they find their soulmate or they find their life partner. And, you know, those are wonderful ways to express it. I think, you know, fundamentally it's that you find someone who you have such a connection with that they allow you to be and uh, and live a joyful life. You know, they allow you to be joyful in your life and they and you are living a joyful life with them. That's so special, you know, that's pretty pretty amazing to have that with another person. So um, and also then, you know, one of the other other pieces then that uh, that we can also build on from that is we also know that when you have that kind of relationship, when you have that kind of connection with another person and you have a life partner, truly a life partner, you're, you're physically a stronger person. Your immune system tends to be that much stronger because you are in love, because you have a life partner you are with. And there are, I'm not just saying this from a uh, romantic point of view. There are some, uh, um, well, um, there is a long longitudinal study which has established that. Um, I'd have to go in and remember where I, um, where I picked that up from. It was from a TED talk um, that I was at a couple of years back. And, uh, but I'd be, um, I'll, I'll try and dig it out so that it's not just a, a, a fancy. Um, but there is some research that does support that when you are with another person and you have a loving relationship with them and it's over a length of time, you are likely to do better physically with your health and also mentally with your health as well because you know you have the other person in your life and they give you strength just as much as you can draw strength from them. And... That's, I think, you know, obviously that's a, quite a special thing to be able to have with uh, another person. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back now to the, the Martin Seligman book, Flourish. And in there, he talks about four aspects of appreciation, which I think are really telling about what's the quality of appreciation like in your relationship and it can really help us to think about um, if it needs to be corrected, in what way, you know, what is it about the potential challenges or problems? Uh, is it that we're trying to address? Yeah, so one of the, the first way is what he calls active constructivism. And what he means here is that when you, when your significant other gives you some good news, such as, um, you, hey, uh, partner, do you remember when, do you remember the project I worked on, which took a lot of time and effort and uh, was going to be really hard to deliver? Well, today we finally delivered on the product and we've had really great opening feedback from it. And so an active constructive response to that could be something like, 
Oh, that's really great to hear. Well done. You must be feeling so proud about your achievement. And when we hear that kind of response, it's very, again, you know, kind of come back to what I said earlier. It's quite validating and it's very supportive of you as an individual and it helps you to feel quite strong about yourself. And also that the person saying that to you, you know, you value them. You know that they are important in your life because they, they are able to express that in a way to you, which helps you to feel that quite strongly. The second type of response we could receive is what he calls passive constructivism. And this type of response would be something like, oh, right, well done. That sounds, that sounds pretty great. And it's more of a flat response. It's still letting you know that they think that you've done a good job, but it's not as enthusiastic or not as um, engaging. It's more about a passive comment where they're not seeking to build the conversation with you. They just want to respond in a way which they recognize mean um, is something they should be saying. And the challenge here can be that if you hear that type of response, you're, you, you can be left unsure how genuine that person is about that type of comment and whether or not they're truly invested in you as an individual. And so if you're hearing that type of comment, it's often will leave you questioning what the value of that person is in your life. And if this is your significant partner, that can be really challenging because you want to be hearing more of the active constructivism stuff. You want to be hearing the enthusiasm, the passion, the engagement, wanting to have more of a discussion with you about it, as opposed to the passive constructivism where they are just, uh, it's more of a flat response and you're not really sure what to do with that kind of response. So the third type of response that he says that you might experience is something he calls passive destructivism. And what this sounds like is something where someone it sounds like someone saying oh right um hey did you know i i just bought a, a a new gadget today or i bought myself a new item of clothing today where the response is not about you at all it doesn't really acknowledge what happened for you and they instead turn it towards themselves and let you know that they've done something not necessarily even an achievement, but it's just that they've done something that day. And what starts to drive even further here is when you hear that type of response, you really start to question what is it that uh, that, that person is bringing to you for value in your life. And again, if this is your significant partner, that's even even more tough to hear than the passive constructivism. At least in the passive constructivism, you've been acknowledged for doing something. With the passive destructivism, it's not even acknowledging you've done something. It's dismissing it almost completely. And the focus has gone onto that individual instead. And then the fourth way is what he calls active destructivism, which, which is where the, the, your significant other and partner chooses words something along the lines of yeah I remember how tough it was because you were completely stressed out I was always stressed out it didn't really get you anything and 
you sound like you're happy about it, but you caused such stress around this whole house that I'm really pleased it's over with. So that what they're doing there is they're, they're not focused on you and the achievement that you've been able to make and have. Instead, they're looking for ways to completely destruct the, the positive feeling you have and let you know that there's a lot of resentment towards you and ill feeling towards you. And that is, you know, that's, uh, that's seriously tough. Because when you hear that type of comment, you're left with nothing as an individual. Because you can't build on that, you can't salvage that, uh, and you can't have any kind of further enjoyed discussion about it. Because you've just been, what you thought you were sharing, what you thought was a, uh, a an achievement, and instead you've been told that it's you know, the whole experience for that, for your significant partner, outweighs what you've been able to achieve and outweighs it in such a way that is actually destructive and negative for them and so i think what these four different approaches can help us to know is that in in the clearly in the first one active constructivism when we are able to let our significant partners know that we appreciate them and when we're sharing that good news that they can respond back to us in a really healthy way that we can build on that and we can really enjoy each other's time with each other and have a really significant conversation about it. The passive constructivism helps us to know that there may need to be some work done on how you help each other to understand what kind of comments you want to hear from each other. What's the expectation you have about, hey, look, I'm sharing this with you. I really like to know that it means something to you as much as it does to me. And if it doesn't, that's... That's, it, it invites another conversation to be had about well, how are we trying to have a healthy relationship with each other? Because if we can't express the appreciation that we have for each other, if I can't share that with you when I'm having my moments of achievement, then it makes it really tough. And then the next two, they just make it really hard because essentially you're going to be going down a road where you don't know what kind of good comments you're supposed to share with the other individual unless it's specifically about them. So you, you, you end up withdrawing your own stuff. You end up saying nothing about what kind of good stuff you do, and you only try and say good things about what the other person is doing. But what ends up happening there then is that the person thinks that they are superior to you. They develop a, a superiority complex about how they are in relation to you in the relationship. And that creates a, a really unhealthy dynamic as well. So I, I think it's, this type of approach to thinking about appreciation in a relationship and how it can, you know, what we can do to think about it in a certain way, it, it's really um, important to be able to understand how are we cultivating a healthy set of comments, a healthy set of conversations with each other that helps each other to know, I'm here to help build you up. And not only that, when I share good news with you, I want to I wanna also feel that you're helping to build me up and together we're creating strength and vibrancy together and we're able to thrive with each other. When I heard Tal Ben-Shahar talk about appreciation at a seminar that he gave 
you know, one of the things he said which really resonated with me was the power of setting time aside and having that dedicated time to your partner. You know, so people have date nights and what have you, right? And what can be really valuable about having a date night with your partner is that you're able in that moment to be able to ha express your appreciation for each other. And obviously it shouldn't be restricted to a moment in time. Appreciation should be able to happen whenever you genuinely feel it and whenever it's appropriate to be able to say so. And that you're able to have that conversation quite freely with your partner as well. So it shouldn't be restricted to times. It shouldn't be restricted to you know events or anything there should just be a, a a regular pattern of and this is how this is why i described it as that earlier is that there should be a regular pattern of appreciation that you're able to have with your partner and what he what um ben Chahal was also able to share was that it's not just about with your partner but also with your children as well right so one of the activities that he spoke about which i've spoken about previously on the podcast is expressing you know the three good things that you've experienced that day and that's a really great way to be able to cultivate a healthy attitude towards appreciation you know again at a recent um talk i gave on the topic someone said to me yeah hey, look you know when you do the three good things should we also not have three bad things that happen for us as well and you know the easy answer is no you shouldn't and the more developed answer is, if you're doing that, what you're doing is you're not creating a, an attitude towards appreciation. What you're doing is you're creating um, what you think you have to do because you're not allowed to. You're, um, you're not allowed to fully accept good things happening in your life. That for some reason you have to have balance of recognizing the bad things in your life as well. And if you create an additional list of bad things that go on, then what you're doing is you create focus on those bad things. And the whole point of the three good things exercise is that you focus on the positives in your life. So you are able to create for yourself a sense of optimism, hope, positivity, increasing your own resilience over time because you are valuing those things in your life that are important. If at the same time you add on to it the things that are bad for you, then, or going bad for you as you perceive them, then what you're doing is you are creating further focus on the things which are dragging you down, which create negativity in your life, which create a, a, spiral, a, a line of thinking which is, in all likelihood, unhelpful and, um, and unhealthy as well. And I'm not saying this to say that you shouldn't think about the bad things in your life. You know, as I've expressed previously, if there are challenging times in your life, you have to fundamentally deal with those. At the same time, it's very possible to experience good things happening in your life. You know, so I know people who have experienced and are going through things like um, divorce or they are, or a family member is going through cancer treatment or um, you know their partner is in hospital for some reason or another and at the same time they are able to have moments of appreciation 
with their partners, with their family members, with their loved ones, with their friends. And that's acceptable. We can do that. We've created this really odd narrative about appreciation, which which goes down the line that if you have uh, if you if you're experiencing appreciation if you're expressing appreciation then you have to be uh, you're not allowed to almost because well what's that what about all the bad stuff that's going on in your life and in the world more like more generally and you know it and, and again i'm going to come back to it and say that balance of having to focus on both isn't needed we can have both happen in our lives and that is very normal yeah that happens for pretty much most people when we focus on the positives and the appreciate the stuff that is going well for us that's a really healthy thing to do we don't have to um we don't have to at the same time think uh oh and you know i'm uh there's also these other bad things as well and i can't forget those because we don't forget the bad things that's just not how things work for us also, there is a, a line of uh, thinking which is around, you know, we shouldn't express things that are going well because we should be humble about uh, our lives. Yes, we should, only if we go down the line of arrogance, though. That, that's when we need to learn about humility. You know, humility is about not, um, you know, not expressing things in a way which shows that you have um, strength or more or... Um, you know, an abundance of stuff over others and you're expressing it in a way which it kind of yeah it's about superiority essentially whereas you know with humility you're able to express things and and um and accept that there is privilege attached to that there is virtue in what you are able to do with your position and your power and your status and not a lot not everyone has that so humility is important in life um, and I think it's different to when we when we are appreciating things for ourselves, because when we're appreciating things for ourselves, we don't have to share that with others. I can sh- I can hold on to the things that are going on for me in my life without having to necessarily share that. You know, if I talk to my partner about things that are going well, I, I shouldn't have to balance that with, oh, yeah, well, you know, I deliver the project. Um, but, you know, we've still got world hunger to deal with. And, you know, of course, it's an extreme example, and that's not how you, that's not the right comparison to make. But it tends to be that kind of uh, approach that people think that they have to take when it comes to um, the the appreciation they want to be able to express and feel. One of the other things um, I think that can work quite strongly in favor of appreciation and how you cultivate it and how you can grow an attitude towards it, it within relationships and with friendships and with others that you know significant um, people in your life is to carry out what they call a gratitude visit which I spoke about in a previous episode of the podcast as well and what the gratitude visit can help with is that it helps you to be able to express that appreciation you feel for somebody else and let them know why what they did mattered in your life and that's really a powerful thing to be able to do for somebody is that level of appreciation, that extent of gratitude that you can have for another person is so valuable. I've had a couple of friends who've been able to do that with me and 
the feeling of appreciation that you have then with the other person is quite immense. When I've tried to do this with other people as well, what I find it brings for me as an individual to do that is it creates a really healthy attitude of appreciation because I'm taking the time to be able to articulate to that person what they did for me in my life, why that was important in, for me, how it helped me to grow or be a better person or whatever it was that I wanted to be able to express to them. And that's pretty special. You know, it's... Um, and so if you can, and if you have those people in your life and you've kind of thought to yourself, yeah, you know what, that person, they did a pretty great thing for me. I'd encourage you to really consider taking the time to either write them a letter, pay them a visit, give them a phone call, send them a message, however it is you want to do it, and just express that appreciation to them for what they did for you, and just keep it as clean as that. Um, and the other thing that I'm kind of uh, just mindful of at the moment as well in the background is if you can hear fireworks going off it's because it's the day before fireworks night folks and clearly it's the evening time and there's a lot of people out there wanting to enjoy uh, laying off their fireworks and in truth I'm going to be going off to do this after I've recorded this episode of the podcast too so um, the um, there is more to be able to talk about here in terms of how appreciation can be expressed and thought about in the workplace and actually I think for now um, I'm not going to go down that road the last piece I, I, I want to talk about is um, in terms of relationships and the um, the way that we express appreciation with others is um, again, I want to come back to, in expressing appreciation with our loved ones, it's not that we shouldn't be able to discuss things about them as individuals or about their relationship or about things which are negative or hard or challenging. We absolutely have to be able to do that. You know, one of the one of the bases of any successful or healthy relationship is the ability you have with each other to be able to let each other know when things are not going well, you know. We can't just always express the positive. We can't always just express the um, the joy or the happiness or appreciation. There has to be also a level of, well, right now things aren't going great. Or, you know, I'm feeling particularly stressed today. Or when you said that or expressed that in that certain way, this is what it made me think and we need to talk about that. Those conversations are absolutely fundamentally important conversations to be having with your partner. Because beyond the appreciation, you have to know and be able to articulate to your partner when things are not going right, either for you or with them. And it's about the, it's about the quality of that conversation you're able to have with each other. And if we think about the um, active and passive constructivism and destructivism that we talked about earlier, it's about the way we're able to do that with each other that really helps us to understand is this the kind of relationship that really brings out the best in me? That when I'm, that I recognize that if I have a hard thing to be able to discuss with my partner, it'll be a hard conversation because it might be a, quite a um, personal thing we need to talk about. But I have the confidence that we will be able to talk about it. That I don't have to hide from that conversation. I have nothing to fear from the conversation. Uh, there's no barriers in place other than those that I place on myself.
you know because when we have when we do do that when we do create those barriers or those blockers or those or or perceptions that this conversation can't be had because of certain reasons that really does again it just calls into question how do we help each other to have a healthy relationship if we don't feel that we can talk to each other in a trusted environment in a way where you are able to be open with each other and so um you know fundamental to i think appreciation is also the be able, the ability to be able to not ability but the capacity within that that we can express the appreciation to each other in many very many ways and i know i have a confidence that when i need to have a hard conversation with you we can do that and it won't be an unhealthy conversation it won't derail our relationship it won't deconstruct it or destruct it in any um negative way that having the hard conversation means that we have stuff to work through and that we recognize within each other that we can grow and be stronger out of it as hard folks it's really hard you know i don't that aspect of stuff i i don't know how many couples have that in that kind of way you know it's uh, i i think it's it's one of the harder parts of a relationship that when you if you feel you have that with your partner it's again it comes back to being validated and the quality of the human connection that you're able to have is so strong because you are because you know that you can do that and you have no fear about it you may have reluctance you may have hesitancy and all those kind of you know, anxiety or what have you but you know that actually I can do this we can do this together that's strength right there and an important element of that is the where you are able to express appreciation have that shared as an experience and that you're able to know that when we have to discuss the hard stuff we can definitely discuss the hard stuff too so i think i'm going to wrap it up there for today uh it's sunday evening um i hope that's been a really helpful exploration for you folks i'm going to go downstairs and let the kids know that it's time to do the fireworks um i hope you all have a, a really good sunday evening and when the next um when if you're out enjoying the fireworks hope you're enjoying them too and uh, as i've realized and learned with podcasting and in this world if you are enjoying it then please do like if you share it that helps and if you can leave comments either on podbean or in itunes or wherever it is that you pick up the podcast from then that's always good to know and as always please do absolutely let me know how you find the podcast episodes that i publish and what you think are, is useful and helpful about them and if you want to hear me talk about certain topics or have certain guests on then please do also let me know that as well bye folks until the next episode